welcome to the Men of Action podcast, where we bring on the stellar and the best of the men who have overcome trials in their life so that they can go from loser that they felt like to that victor and that hero that's within themselves. And today I got a special guest. I'm your host, Zach, and today's guest is Noah Justice. Noah, welcome to the Men of Action podcast. Thank you so much, Zach. It's a real, real honor to be on here with you. You've been such an inspiration just for me on Twitter, you know, watching all of your content. So the opportunity to get to have a full conversation with you here, I've been looking forward to it for a while, you know, even fighting jet lag and all of that. So, you know, that that just tells you a little bit of the caliber of these kinds of conversations. I'm so excited. So let, let's get this started. Yeah, let's go. So Noah, tell us a little about yourself and hopefully the jet lag's not too bad. Ah, nah, I'll, I'll be fine. I've operated on worse. So, you know, my name is Noah Justice, as you guys can see. Um, I've had a bit of a journey right now. I am a health coach for busy professionals who want to lose weight and gain muscle for life. The way I do that is I actually take them in a, in a sense on my own journey, just a little bit of not necessarily, you know, getting the fitness really, you know, real dialed in or even necessarily the diet really dialed in because there's so much content out there that already does that. What I focus on is helping people get the right mindset in order, because once you get the right mindset, you know, and mindset is going to really come down to a couple different fundamentals. First, you want to get your vision right. So you have an idea of where you're going. Second, you want to have the right reason for getting there. So, you know, that's going to be, in a, in a sense, your motivation. And the third big thing for mindset really is just discipline, you know, getting yourself to take the basic action steps you need to do. And so those are the three key things that I work on with, you know, my clients. You know, I help them get a vision set up of where they want to go. You know, unlike my hair, which is just flying all over the place. Um, I then help them figure out what their motivation is. You know, if I'm working with a dad, you know, I'll be like, hey, you know, you want to be healthy for your kids so that you can be there for them when you're, you know, when you're older and when they're older, they need you more in their life. Or, you know, if you're talking to someone who's a young professional, you're like, okay, hey, you want to get, you know, you want to get healthy so that when you're, you know, continuing to go down this career path you've got in 20, 30, 40 years, you're not having these 20 somethings pass you at a million miles an hour. That's right. You know, you still have the energy to be able to keep going. And, you know, I bring in all of those elements and then I tie in, you know, a little bit of the fitness and I tie in a little bit of the diet and I help bring that all together so that as a, you know, as a client who's working with me, you can actually build the right environment to get the life you want. And when you do that, you know, everything just falls into place. You don't have to worry about, oh, you know, I, I got to stay on this diet because it's part of your life. Right. And that's, that's the real goal there. And how that, you know, not to ramble too much, but how that mirrors my own personal journey is mm -hmm. that's basically the same steps I went through. I okay. had to, you know, I had tried a little bit of fitness and I had tried some, you know, diet stuff in my early 20s, late teens, trying to figure out because I was I was horribly overweight. You know, I probably had a BMI of 30 plus or more. You know, I was like six, you know, 5'11, 230 pounds at my heaviest, no muscle. You know, I had no definition. It was all sitting in my gut there and a lot of it in my face. And I was pretty self-conscious about it. Sure. And I tried a couple different things, but it wasn't really until I I actually started to get my vision right of what I wanted things to look like and how, you know, I, I didn't want to be where I, where I was for the rest of my life. And I knew that if I didn't get my life together by the time I, you know, turned 25, 26, right. it wasn't, you know, probably wasn't going to happen after that. 
So I set my vision of what I wanted things to look like. I wanted to be healthy for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I got my motivation correct, which was, hey, I'm married now. I want to have kids down the road. If I'm going to be given, you know, my wife and my family the best chance of success and providing for them the best way that I can and leading them in the best way that I can, I have to be the healthiest I can to do that. That is my duty. You know, that that is a bare minimum duty I have. And I'm, I was failing at it horribly. And so once I got that motivation together, everything else just started to fall into place. And so that's a little bit of my story and my journey there and really the big reason why I, why I do this. I want to help men get their lives together so that they can be the leaders that they need to be, not just for their families, but down the road for their communities, because that's how we're going to change the world. You change the world one person at a time. That's right. I mean, I, I mean, that's been a motto of mine for like years is, you know, impact one person at a time, one life at a time. Mm -hmm. And I love that you focus on mindset because mindset is truly everything. So it how is. do you help someone craft a vision? I know uh, vision boards, oh, are really popular. I, know you kind of, I know you kind of focus on guys. So how do you kind of make it kind of where it's more like um, tailored to them, especially when they're focused maybe more like I say the masculine side or the feminine side? Yeah. So you know, part of it is you have to cut through a lot of the, I guess not red tape, but a lot of the just clutter that's out there in the world right now, because everywhere you look, everyone's talking about masculinity these days. Right. You know, you've got people on the negative side saying, negative side saying, you know, oh, too much masculinity is toxic. Right. We have our opinions about that. I think they're dead wrong, but that's beside the point. And mm -hmm. then you have the people on the other side, you've got like, you know, the Andrew Tates and stuff who are like, you need to be hyper masculine. You need to be, you know, domineering. You need to have all of this energy and just be out there. And I'm like, well, hold on. The, these are two extremes, you know, two extremes that really need to be tempered with each other because you can't just be a man who is, you know, always domineering because that, that is toxic in a lot of ways. Oh, but you also can't be a man who just keels over. You have to have a spine because there's a lot of things that we're called to do. I honestly believe we're called to do by God to stand up and actually, you know, stand for what is right and be a positive force of change in the world. And so what I do is I, you know, when I'm, I'm talking with my clients, I help them, you know, kind of come together, you know, either from one extreme or the other typically. And I help them realize that they've been given this gift of masculinity. They've been given the gift of strength, of drive, of will. And they're called to be stewards of it. And when you're called to be a steward of something, you need to know where you're going to take it and where you're going to, what you're going to use it with. And so once I kind of bring them back to that kind of that center line there, more of the, the middle of where you want to be, that's right. when I start asking them some pretty deep questions. Now, you know, one of the big questions I like to ask is, where do you see yourself being in five years if you stay where you're at right now? The reason I like this question is because it gets people to start thinking about, hey, where would I be if, you know, I was where I am now for the next five years? And almost always people are able to realize that, hey, my health, you know, it's already starting to fail just a little bit. It's not where I want to in five years of doing the same things I'm doing right now, if I don't change anything, that's going to be even further downhill. If I'm not, you know, dead or suffering from other health issues, you know, I, I run into a lot of people who, you know, hear that question and they're like, oh gosh, you know, I haven't even thought of that. 
And it, I think part of that's just because we live so in the moment, you know, right. our society is built very much as an instant gratification society. And while there's a lot of good that's come from it, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, blind spots, you know, as a really soft way to put it, um, that we need to be aware of. But, you know, once I get them to realize, you know, the path that they're on, that, that how that's going to lead them in a wrong direction, and that's not where they want to go, I then start asking them the positive questions and ask them, you know, one of my other favorites actually is, what would an ideal day in the life look like for you okay. if everything turned out perfectly? You know, and I might even, you know, I, I would even use you as an example, Zach. You know, Zach, you're building a business right now. You, right. you know, are really, you know, wanting that financial independence to be able to live the best life that you can, helping other people grow and change. So I would ask you, in five years, assuming everything went perfectly, what would an ideal day in the life look like? You know, when would you get up? What would you do when you got up? Who would you be with? And I, I ask these breakdown questions to really get people to start thinking and opening up to the possibilities of what your life can be like. Because you are, you know, it sounds a little cliche, but you are the architect of your life, especially right. when you take 100% responsibility for it. And, you know, that in and of itself is actually a really big mindset change that we could get into in a little bit. Um, yeah. Just the 100% responsibility thing. But those are those are kind of how I how I work with people on that. Um, obviously, the mechanics of that are going to change a little bit um, from person to person. I work with a couple different people who actually will use journaling. Um, I myself use journaling. So I will future journal just a little bit and I'll be like, where do I want to be in five years, 10 years, 15 years? I'll set those goals and then I'll work my steps back and say, what's my six month plan? You know, what's my reverse engineer it then. So you start the end yeah. and stepping towards how to get done. Yeah, exactly. And especially as guys, because we are very goal oriented in a lot of ways, setting those big vision goals, those long-term goals is often the thing that's able to actually, in a sense, get us out of our ruts and, mm -hmm. and help us be fixing our eyes on something else. Because I've found, at least for myself and for a lot of other guys, once you actually have an endpoint, you know, a goal that you're reaching towards, you can, you can do anything. You can accomplish anything you set your mind to so long as you've got a good goal and purpose. And, you know, that can go good ways and bad ways, you know, take, you know, not that, not that I want to keep, you know, bashing on Andrew Tate, but, you know, take a guy like that. He's got, you know, his one passion, his goal is to basically become the richest guy in the world, right? You know, you know, to, you know, to change, to change the world in a, in a sense, in his own image. And he's, he's done it. You know, he is, he, he is, I, I can't even, you know, really describe how much of an influence he's had. You know, and yeah, that's the power. This guy has been kind yeah, of well he came out of nowhere. That is the power. Well. I mean, he started off with, obviously, we know he's a professional kickboxer. Mm -hmm. Well, he, he's got a couple different stories, honestly. Yeah. I'm not saying like his stories have changed, but um, how he right. got to where he was now is not a path I would follow. No, absolutely not. How he got started in the business was, as we all know, hopefully, YouTube, you allowed me to say this, but basically, Sex and gambling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in a fallen world, unfortunately, those are two very big, powerful motivators yes, for people. Um, I'm glad to see in some ways that he is using that to a more positive advantage, using, you know, what he's gotten at this point to a more positive endeavor. But, you know, it, the, the ends don't always justify the means.
And that's a lesson that I'm trying to, you know, implement and learn myself, you know, because it is a lesson you're going to be learning your whole life, but it's a good lesson. And to be honest, I'd rather get to the end of my days, you know, only having achieved maybe 50% of what I could do, but knowing I did it the best way that I could and didn't step on anyone else, you know, on the way. Right. The fact that you're playing the game, you're playing the field and just getting better versus doing shortcuts. Yeah, exactly. Because shortcuts never pay off in the long run either. They always come back to bite you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at him now. I mean, whether however the whole case is going to handle with him, I mean, that kind of stuff leads into trouble. I mean, mm-hmm. so it makes but, people speculate and all that kind of stuff. But enough about that. You know, let's kind of let's kind of get back on top. Exactly. What's the what's the next question you got for me? Or is there something you kind of latched onto that I said that you want to explore a little more? Yeah, kind of like a little bit more of your personal journey of like kind of like when you kind of woke up and realized that you didn't have a vision. I know you kind of said that you're 5'11", 230 pounds, about 30 Mm -hmm. BMI. Yeah, so uh, gosh, I wouldn't be able to say that there was a specific moment um, where all of a sudden everything just like clicked and I'm just like, okay, I'm doing a 180 and I'm, you know, going the right direction now. Um, But there were a couple different steps along the way where there were big changes for me um kind of starting off the first time I really realized you know how important just having health was was you know kind of when I first actually started my first physical job you know I was working in a warehouse as an order selector and you know I was about a straight 220 I think at that point you know I dropped a little bit you know but I I still wasn't super fit you know I wouldn't say I've been as fit (laughs) you know, for most of my life until about this point. But um, I was walking somewhere around 10 miles a day in this warehouse, oh, wow. which yeah, it was a lot. I actually, um, I, I clocked myself on my little, you know, iPod Nano back in, you know, like the mid 2010s. And um, I ended up spending one night, I think it was a, it was about a nine hour shift. And I actually walked 13 miles, like 13 and a half miles just unloading a trailer wow yeah so you know all 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 cardio you know all you know kind of low steady state cardio and i actually lost at that point something like 40 maybe even 50 pounds i dropped to an honestly unhealthy weight um at that point and i i didn't have any muscle you know it was all just you know it was all just fat loss and because i hadn't built any of the habits to sustain that you know, once mm-hmm. I that job, everything kind of just went back up. Or actually, I didn't even leave the job. What I did is I swapped from being an order selector, you know, walking alongside a pallet jack building, you know, building skids of product. I went to a forklift operator instead, and I just kind of watched my weight go back up. And I'm like, oh, so action is actually necessary to make change, and the change is possible. The next really big mindset change came when actually, I think, I think it was right about the time that I started as a supervisor at mm-hmm. a, um, yeah, I don't know if we want to name the company or not, but, you know, it was actually at UPS, okay. which, you know, that was a bit of a trial by fire experience because I was hired as a, you know, as a supervisor, best and worst mm-hmm. decision of my life, because I had no okay. idea what I was getting into. I bluffed my way into that position completely oh honest God. with you. I was not qualified, but I got in and I was determined to make it work. And I stuck with that sure. job for two and a half years and ended up climbing 
decently far, at least as far as I could go as a part-time student there. I ended up being in charge of the, you know, the next day air operation, which is a pretty high level operation there. You know, all the next day air packages that were coming in and out of the facility basically went through, went through my little, you know, my hands, you know, in effect. And, you know, I was in charge of a bunch of things there. The lesson that that life experience taught me was you can bite off more than you can chew and you can keep chewing it. You know, you mm. don't just give up. And right. that lesson was incredible for me to learn. And I think it was like 21, 22 at the time. So that lesson, just being able to, being able to bite off more than I could chew and then keep chewing anyway, was just yeah. a massive confidence boost for me. It proved that I could actually do something that I, I, I wasn't qualified to do and I could learn on the job. Um, mm -hmm. The next big change actually came in the middle of that. Um, and okay. that was when I proposed to my, my wife and had a mental breakdown the night after I proposed to her because I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I had no confidence in myself. I, I basically, you know, and this is probably the biggest regret I have in my life, is I proposed to her because it was the next thing to do. You know, I just felt like, okay, you know, our relationship's kind of at this point, it's at this point now, okay, I need to, you know, I have a ring, I need to propose. That was probably the darkest week of my life because I proposed on Christmas Eve, had the breakdown Christmas night with her there. And then the next week I had to actually get myself together. Okay. And I, 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 you know, I basically chased her down the end of her driveway, uh, you know, on New Year's Day and, you know, was like, hey, I'm actually serious about this and I don't care what, you know, I don't care what I'm thinking. Right. I've made this promise to you. I'm going to do it. And there were, there were two big lessons that I learned from that experience. Um, three, if you count, you know, don't, <laughs> there are some things you should be more uh, firm on before you jump on them. You know, never just do something because it's the next thing to do. Always have a purpose and a reason behind it. So that was the first lesson. The second lesson was, oh gosh. So the second lesson was that I had to be able to myself. And what ended up happening is at that time, I had no confidence in myself. I had no personal, like, there's no real way to put it other than like spine. I didn't really have a spine. You know, I was always wanting other people to make my decisions for me, especially bigger life decisions. And so I went and talked with like six or seven different people during, okay. you know, that I looked up to and respected during that week period. And they all gave me different pieces of information. None of them told me, you know, hey, this is the right thing to do. This is the wrong thing to do. They were all just like, no, you're going to need to make your own decision. And it was kind of, you know, I was literally driving down from Portland to Salem, Oregon, or Vancouver, actually. Vancouver, Washington to Salem, Oregon, which is about an hour and a half drive to her place. Oh, and. Wow. I, I basically, I still wasn't even confident that I was going to make the whole thing work or that it was even the right decision. But on the drive, you know, I, I just started the drive being like, this is the path I've chosen. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. And I, I basically bawled my eyes out for like a straight hour on the drive down because I was so terrified of it. And about the last like 15, 20 minutes, I think the best way to describe it was God kind of just gave me a little bit of peace on it and was like, you know, hey, 
you've made this decision, go for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that was just me actually coming to terms with it. Maybe that was God a little bit as well. I think sure. I attributed it to God at the time. And, you know, over time, I've kind of gone back and forth on whether that was him just being like, okay, you know, you can jump out of the nest, go fly. Or that was him <laughs> going, oh, this is the right decision to make. Yeah. Um, and I go back and forth on that. I'm pretty sure this was a, you know, okay, out of the nest, little birdie. There you go. Make your own decision. Can make you just a comfort zone? Come on up. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the third big lesson was yeah. really the power of words Uh and that was kind of my first big lesson in terms of what you say has power okay hey nothing Mm -hmm. more impactful than proposing i mean that's like the biggest commitment exactly yeah and you know that was kind of a big turning point for me to be like okay you know because i confession time I am oh. a serial liar. I'm I'm bad at it. I'm recovering horribly. But um learning that telling the truth, that mm. saying what you're going to do and then doing it is something that's necessary to make a relationship work. Okay. That was probably one of the most powerful life lessons I've learned. You know, when you say you're gonna do something, go and do it. And don't tell a lie. Honesty really is the best policy. And that's been a lesson I've been learning, you know, as, through our relationship. We're actually celebrating three three years here. Nice. Uh, this month. And she is, my wife is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And it happened to me is perhaps, you know, too strong of a phrase because I, I was the one who made that decision. You know, I wanted to pursue her. I didn't want to let her go. So, you know, that was the best decision I ever made in my life was, you know, that New Year's Day, you know, chasing her down and being like, hey, I'm going to commit to this. We're going to make this work. And from there, you know, the three years since then, because by the way, a little bit of context, this was New Year's Day 2020. Okay. You know what happened in 2020. Everyone knows what happened in 2020. So we literally got married in the middle of a pandemic and had to swap wedding plans from this like, you know, big group of family and friends to basically we we had to do it in our backyard without telling anybody or posting anything on Facebook. And we were just like, okay, we are technically over the size limit because I come from a family of eight kids. She came from a family of six. And we're just like, so we're technically a little over the uh, boundary guidelines, but we're not going to tell anybody. Nobody else is going to tell anybody. Right. And we're just going to get married because we're done with waiting on this. Thing. Okay. How'd you, okay. That's kind of a good thing. It's like, how'd you keep basically like, let's say about over 14 people. It's like, did you like kind of get like all the phones and cameras? <laughs> because like, no, we, 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 we honestly, what we did was we were just, you know, we basically told everyone, hey, you know, please don't post anything to social media. And everyone was pretty respectful of that. And, you know, we had a few times where we were like, hey, we're just going to take a few pictures here, you know, with just a few people. And we can give those to you guys and you guys can share that and you can take pictures of us during that time. And um, I think the limit was like 25 people and we were at like 28 people. Okay. And um, I mean, a little over, but not. It was it was the kind of thing. Well, and this was back in Oregon, you know, in like May of 2020, right? So Oregon, not exactly the best state when it came to COVID regulations. I'm just gonna say it. Um, and you know, we made it work. And that first year, 
was a massive time of growth for us. And the biggest thing was just learning to trust each other. And since we've done that, I'll, I'll kind of wrap this up here, you know, because I've been going a little bit on this question of this journey here, but yeah. it actually led to the third big change, which was, it's a bit of, it's another bit of a story. So you'll have to forgive me, but in like December of 2021, we decided we'd had enough of living in Oregon and we were going to move elsewhere. And so we bought a house in Virginia, sight unseen, and moved cross country in the middle of winter to our own place. And it's a gorgeous spot, like, you know, new house, a little bit of property, you know, really great place for us. Mm -hmm. But we also moved away from all of our friends and family. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we basically landed in a spot that we didn't know anyone. We didn't know what to do. And mm -hmm. ironically enough, the jobs, the jobs that we thought we'd lined up for ourselves, you know, I was going to work with a small startup company that was doing video production because I had a lot of experience in that. And in the time between when I got the job offer and when I moved out, the company went under and had to fire all of its employees. So no. we, we landed in Virginia, found out we didn't have jobs, and we're like, okay, we've got to make this work. And so we, we spent a solid month running around, getting whatever job we could find. I put out over, I think, April and May of 2022, 250 job applications. Whoa. And I got like 10 responses back, like 10 to 12 responses back in six interviews and not all of these were jobs that were like above my pay grade you know about half of them were a little bit of a step above and about half of them were just entry level and i ended up you know picking up an entry level job at a you know basically a building supply warehouse where i was helping deliver you know sheetrock metal building supplies and we made it work but that also really gave my wife and I this idea that unless we made ourselves financially stable, mm -hmm. we were never going to be truly stable. Mm -hmm. And we also one night, and this is, this is honestly probably the biggest change that we had was one night in like October, September, I don't remember exactly when of 2022. So last year, we basically sat down and ran the math on what it would take to actually get to the point where we could have kids if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. And we realized that by the time we would have enough money saved up to do that, I was going to be 30 and she was going to be like 28. And okay. we're like, no, this, no, we're not doing this. And that was the point where we started, we actually sat there for like a solid three hours after she'd worked like a nine hour shift and I'd worked like a 12 hour shift. Yeah. And we just sat down and we're like, okay, so what are we going to do instead? And that's where we started exploring different ideas. And we tried a bunch of stuff. I, you know, I, I've got an old Ford pickup with a uh, winch on it. And uh, I tried moving sheds on Craigslist for a little bit. And um, that was a disaster. The shed ended up being mostly fine. But, you know, I spent like eight hours moving this shed and I only got paid like $150 for it. Ooh, and that yeah, barely that's... covered gas. I was going to say, especially about a truck, I mean, that much weight. Yeah. So, you know, that was the kind of thing where I'm just like, mm, nope, this is not going to work. And we tried little like Pinterest things like woodworking. We tried, uh, you know, like those little concrete planters and stuff. 
and it kind of finally just came around to the point where we're just like you know maybe we just try stuff on the internet and so we actually started a podcast that ran for about 15 about 12 to 15 episodes Hmm. uh, that we were putting out about twice a week and that was something we we both really enjoyed we just found we didn't have the time for it Mm -hmm. and from there we realized one of the passions that we both had was helping other people improve Mm -hmm. and so in like january you know january 4th actually of 2023 so right after new year's we walked into the county business office and we're like hey we're starting a we're starting a business and that's when i established my company you know justice coaching llc you know we started it basically as soon as we could get in on the you know january of 2023 oh nice and i got my coaching certification as a life coach or a professional life coach back in february you know we hopped on twitter and we've just been going ever since so that is you know that's kind of the story there and the lesson we learned from that really was you can make things work if you really want to you can make things work and once you set a vision anything is possible so that's that's kind of my story there Um, i love it i love it yeah quite how it came full circle and like your own personal story and how you're using it to help other people and Mm -hmm. yeah there's nothing when you find someone that supports you and like believes in you especially who's going to help you yeah there's nothing greater than that well you know there's there's a there's a what is it it's a quote i don't remember who said it you know behind every great man there's a greater woman and yeah there's truth to that you know i i know that without my wife you know without marrying her i would be a college dropout who was still playing video games like eight hours a day, staying up way too late in the night, working a part-time job and watching anime. You know the cliche that you have there of like, you yeah. know, the guy living in his mother's basement? That would have been me. Been I'm you. serious. That would have been me. Well, hey, shout out to your wife. I mean, hey, you're still a guy. So shout out to your wife. <laughs> that is so true. But, um, you know, honestly, without her, that's, that's probably where I would be. And maybe I would have found the self-improvement journey on my own, but the fact that later though that's the thing it might have been later but the biggest fact for me and i think this is the key thing for guys especially is responsibility and duty is honestly the biggest thing that makes a guy grow Hmm. having the responsibility that i did of being married and having to provide for my wife and our two dogs and six chickens and everything else that's you know the house and everything else we do we have ducks there's a story behind that we'll have to share it another time yeah but um you know knowing that i had to take care of all of this that i was responsible for all of it and providing for that that was one of the biggest movers for me knowing that it was all on me and that it should all be on me that i wanted it to all be on me that made me change Mm. That's really the big thing that made me change. Well, that's how you found your vision, your purpose, and exactly. then taking the action behind it. So, that incredible story. So, kind of as we wrap up today, you know, mm-hmm. what do you want to leave off with someone today? You know, a guy who's, let's go with the classic mm-hmm. in the mama's the basement, class. playing video games, uh, watching anime, having lots of snacks off the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say to someone like of that caliber who wants to get ready, wants to start today, but 
doesn't quite have the mindset to be consistent or the discipline just yet, how would you help encourage that person today? What would you speak to them? I would probably give them three steps. Okay. You know, three, three action steps that they could take right now. The first would be, honestly, the first step I would give them is find some responsibility to take. Mm. Um, and I'm not the only person who says this. I think Jordan Peterson is one of the biggest minds, you know, in this space who's really hammered on that, which is, you know, you got to find the biggest thing that you can, you know, the biggest thing you can carry it, carry it. From my own personal journey, from what I've seen from other people, that is the biggest maturing factor for guys. So if you are, you know, in your mother's basement, you know, playing video games, watching anime, you know, eating snacks, and you're just finding that you're not happy. Because, you know, let's be honest. Yeah, there's a little bit of, you know, dopamine in there because you're constantly firing off your dopamine circuits. But if you stop and ask yourself for a second, am I really happy? You're not. You're miserable. And I'm sorry if that offends someone. That is the cold, hard truth of the situation. I know I was. I'm friends with guys who are. I've worked with guys who are. Mm-hmm. You just don't know how painful it is yet. Right. So the first thing I would say is find something, you know, find the heaviest thing you can carry and carry it as far as you can. You know, practical examples of that is a job. A job is probably one of the best examples of that. You know, right. get a job that's going to push you a little bit. Get a job that is going to get you outside of your comfort zone and then dedicate yourself to that for at a minimum one year. Mm. Don't leave that job for a whole year because you're going to you're going to find that there's a little bit of pain in there. You're starting up. Right. Always commit to at least a year at a job, though. And I think you'll find that by the time that six month mark rolls around, you're enjoying it. And it's actually it's actually fun to have something to do. It's fun to have something to strive against and to push yourself right. against. The second big thing I would I would honestly say is you got to feel the pain of the situation you're in. So sit down for just a little bit and either write it out or talk it out, do what you need to do. Imagine what your life would be like if you stayed exactly where you were in five years. Honestly, look at it. Yeah, you can highlight, you know, some of the things you, you know, will still be doing that you're probably going to enjoy. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, I don't enjoy playing video games every once in a while still. Sure. But I get so much more enjoyment out of helping people about, you know, helping people grow, you know, see change, not just in themselves, but in their lives. That's something that a video game can never give you. So honestly, sit down and figure out what your life would look like in five years if you stayed exactly where you were at. It's going to be a very sobering thing. Take it as it is and, you know, use that pain, use that discouragement, use that, you know, sense of failure because it's going to be there to push yourself to improve, to move, to make the changes you need to make. And the third thing I would say is honestly find a way to get some physical energy out. You know, I know a lot of, you know, guys in that position, myself as well, we don't feel like we have a lot of energy when we're just sitting around all day. Right. That's because you're not using the energy you have. I mean, yeah, you need energy in order to expend energy, but most of the time we're just suppressing it within ourselves. You know, we are satisfying ourselves with this very easy, you know, food, this very easy reward, you know, Instagram, you know, just swiping through Instagram, you're getting so many dopamine hits. You know, TikTok is even worse that way. 
you're getting all of these little rewards. You need to actually get out and start doing something hard that's physical. Honestly, that's physically hard. You know, that could be part of your job, but honestly, get out and just start doing as many push-ups as you can do. Right. And the big reason I, you know, big reason I argue for this is as guys, we are built to be physical beings. Right. You know, it's just a matter of fact. You know, we're given muscles, we're given strong bones, we're given the ability to grow them and use them pretty efficiently. Use them. Get out and start building your body. Get out and start exercising. Even if it's just something simple like doing some basic push-ups or doing some dead hangs. My apologies, the rainstorm just rolled in. Oh, so, doing right. some dead hangs. You know, do things, you know, do a plank. See how long you can hold a plank and start challenging yourself to these little things that are physically difficult for you to do. And once you do that and you start growing in that way, it's amazing to see what kind of change happens. You know, I love it. Three simple steps that would change your life, impact your life. And if you want to, you know, actually implement those and you need some guidance, you know, kind of know a guy over here. <laughs> I'm not going to think where it's going to go. So, Noah. So, if you guys want to contact him, send him a DM. All this information will be below, including, I'm sure you have a website. I do. It is in the process of being uh, refurbished. So, Send people to, you know, my Twitter, send people to my Instagram, even um, I have a Facebook group as well, actually. Now, um, that's called, let's see, the title of that is actually, what is that? Shoot, I might have to look it up, you know, of all the times for that to drop off the top of my head, of course, it would be while I'm on a podcast with you, but the, the hey, but it's new, hey, if it's new, it's just coming up, just know everyone. It happens to the best of us that we do forget things. So don't worry about that. <laughs> Everything that he just said, his Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, will all be in the dis description below. And you know what? Check him out for coaching services. He can, I'm sure mm -hmm. can help uplift his life. I mean, his story's impacted this life. Because Noah, you are the men of action. I'm just so glad to have you on the podcast. And stay tuned for the next episode. I hope everyone has a blessed day. Check you guys later.